Welcome to this week's edition of Rabble, Rabble, Rabble. This is UK Graham, letting you know, that we will be using the B word, the D word, the F word, the C word, the L, M, N, O, P word. Basically, if you are offended by words, you should stop listening and go back to doing things that make your friends and family despise you. Now let's welcome your hosts, some of the best people I've ever known. Lindsay Hobbs and Dennis McMahon. Thank you, UK Graham. All the way from Brexit. He's changed. He seems he's calmed down a bit. I think he's sped up a little bit. <laughs> he's sped up a little. I remember being very UK Graham <laughs> kind. He also used to swear a lot more. That's true. I think we might have to have him uh, loosen up a little bit. (laughs) I don't think it's right to be so prim and proper these days. I don't know. It's been six years since we've done this. Six long years. Six years. What can happen in six years? Six long years. (laughs) What have you been up to, man? Uh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) What haven't I been up to? I voted for Trump twice. (laughs) I'm all I'm all about that MAGA life now. <laughs> you got to make America great again. Uh, you know, I thought about it this whole time, and I'm like, I need America to be great again. Like it, I feel like it used to be great. At one point. I don't know when that was. Maybe, you know, when women couldn't vote. Or... That was definitely a lot better for me. <laughs> when they didn't have a voice, and they were like, me too. Right, yeah. right. All these things. Oh, and, things are happening to me, and I should uh, sit and talk about them. Uh, yeah. Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> I get it. Miramax. <laughs> What about yourself? Well, let's see. So since last time we talked, remember with the last time we were doing this show, that song like Let It Go was out and famous. Remember from <laughs> the Frozen? Six years ago, yeah. From the Frozen movie, right? And uh, I hated it. Like every time it came on, I, I just hated it. And and now I just don't. It doesn't bug me. Like really? I don't love it, but it doesn't bug me. It doesn't bug you. So you I'm, don't want to uh, jam your ears out with no. a... With a uh, 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 a screwdriver. So I've changed that much. And I, I also had a baby a and got change. married. That's a big change. The uh, Frozen, I'm still kind of annoyed by it. I don't know if uh, I've gotten to apathy level right. with it. So Yeah. Well, again, had a baby, got married as well. So oh, I missed there's that also, part. I'm still kind of focused on the Frozen <laughs> part, like the Let It Go song. So a baby, well, husband, what? Well, I think like that's saying, that is like saying something where like I used to let something just drive me crazy and now I'm not that person anymore. And that lets then you things. squeezed and human then, flesh out your vagina. I also created life. Crea- oh, that's a better my, way to put it. Created with, life. With my husband. Yeah, with your, your wedded husband. <laughs> with my wedded husband. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So I guess you could uh, let things go. I guess as, I could. <laughs> so maybe now the message has finally penetrated maybe, you yeah, like your I husband understand. did to impregnate you. <laughs> Let it go has is, is, is impregnated you with a right. sense of uh, uh, new understanding, new understanding, and 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 patience. patience. One would say, right, in in life and 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 uh, love, right. That's right. pretty Where damn exciting. I did get married myself. Ooh, yeah. So I I had a thought. What did you want to be when you grew up? Um, when I, you were young, you could even say from a child's age to. Teenage right. to then adult. So I, start in your earliest memory. What was your dreams of when I grow up, I want to be? I think either like there was, I wanted to either be a myrmecologist or a, a musician. Myrmecologist. Right. So what somebody, is a myrmecologist? Somebody who studies ants. Okay. Right. That's a thing. And then that'd be a really cool job. And mm-hmm. I, I like looking and reading about ants and figuring out, like they're a fascinating little species. Why don't you give us an ant, fant, ant fact of the week? Ant 
What's fat. the what's the one thing I wouldn't realize about ants? So this is this is I'm gonna maybe I should start doing this every week, but I'm gonna start out with so. a really <laughs> basic one that people don't seem to know, and this always surprises me. But not many people know that ants are primarily female. I had no idea. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Is what does that mean, primarily female? Like all female ants are all female. Males are only born at certain times when the the nest needs to be repopulated, or there's new queens, and they go out and have a mating flight, and those new queens fly off to new places, eat their wings, bury themselves down in a hole, and start having babies. Holy cow. So males... Kind of wish America was that way, am I right, ladies? <laughs> so ma- males have a very short lifespan, and they are... And sometimes there's a male that is born and gets eaten because there's no need for him right now. So yeah, that's crazy to me that people... And, and this goes for all hive species, bees, termites... They are female, and males only come around when we need them. I, I wish America was like that. <laughs> you know what I mean. So you, uh, pharmacology, what did you call it? Myrmacology. Myrmacology. See, right. when I hear that, I thought it would have been the study of mermaids. That's what everyone says. Yeah. yeah. I know. I'm a cliche motherfucker, so. <laughs> but you either would have been a myrmacologist. Or a musician. Or a musician. Yeah. When uh, you thought about being a musician, was it like... Rock star level. No, no, uh, it was it was sad like, poet. No, it was uh, more sad poet. Like I live in a boat on a on a lake somewhere. You like, wanted to be Jimmy Buffett. You wanted <laughs> no. to be living that Margaritaville life. <laughs> no. You wanted to be wasted away again. No, pop, I just, uh, uh, blow out a pop top on your flip flop kind of life. I thought that I wanted to be a wanderer when I was younger, and I thought I thought that maybe that musician lifestyle would would help me do that, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I realized like. I don't want to be a wanderer. You're a homebody. Um, well, not a, so much a homebody. Is just I don't. I, I like to know where I'm. I, I like the idea of like going out somewhere and having a home to come home to. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Venture out, but then have come home <laughs> right. to the homestead. Right. I think that makes more sense too. So that's in your early days, uh, uh-huh. like like child, like five, six, seven yeah. in that range. You're developmental. So then you become a teenager, and then what's the next evolution so of that idea? Teenagers still like pretty much. You, we can say that this dream existed until about 30. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you had the same kind of consistently going throughout. Right. I know you played in bands and you've uh, kind of, you've uh, flirted with musicianship. Right. It really wasn't necessarily a job or profession more like. I made money doing it, but it was not a job. You got to play. You had yeah. fun. It was, it, it was, was good fun. times. And, and I guess like actually like around 25, 26, I started wanting, to, I, to get into like uh, video game music and stuff with computers a little bit more, I realized like that could be really fun. Yeah, you know, just computer, just software development in general. Was Did you like that idea because it's more isolated? Like you don't really have to depend on other people. You're more kind of by yourself, <laughs> focusing very hard on a. Well, two reasons. It felt like creating something, which is fun, and it also makes you a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Money's good. Money's good. I don't want to be poor anymore. <laughs> I don't want to be poor anymore. <laughs> I can definitely uh, 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 sympathize with that. Yeah. So that's part of my evolution of thinking is when you're a child, you have these ideas of what you want to be when you grow up. And in your teenage years, that evolves more into kind of a burning, earning, yearning inside that says, like, I, I need to, like, create this. I need to develop this. I need to start becoming these things. Because when you're a child, it's just kind of a pipe dream that's down the road or whatever. Who cares? It's, it's an abstract even right. thought. Like, what's a musician? What's an astronaut? Right. I don't what have to be any anything when I grow up. I'm never growing what, up. What does that even mean, growing up? <laughs> yeah. The closer you get to growing up, you start, like, it, it actually uh, hurts. Like, you're you're not 
moving towards those goals. Right. And I think that's a lot of the stress and a lot of the strum and, 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 and turmoil that young people are feeling now is because they have this like deep down this, the, the feeling inside of like, how do you become that thing that you're supposed to be when you grow up? Right. Since my latest developments in becoming married, <laughs> seeing all my friends and family getting, uh, having children, getting married, all these things. The thing that I've, I've evolved to is, it's actually a, an evolutionary trick. Biology is tricking you into getting married and having children. So when I was growing up, I wanted the same kind of idea. I wanted to be a baseball star. I wanted to be uh, a movie star, a famous comedian, all these things. But then it just, it's for one reason or another, you just don't. Right. Then you reach your mid-30s and you start worrying that, what am I, when am I going to grow up? When am I going to be this thing that I want? <laughs> There's a when panic I, that sets in. Massive amount of panic. You are That's, no longer in your 20s. <laughs> no longer in your 20s where you still had life and vigor and actual like hope. And, well, and could ignore things, right? Like I don't have to, I'm not in a hurry. I'm What's the in hurry? I'm in my 20s. I'm in my 20s. I'm supposed to be wild. Right. I'm supposed to drink and have fun and, right. and kind of live for today. And I, I, one of my biggest desires was always to find a mate. And I thought about it in that terms, like a, a mate, because you have, the, I had this romantic idea of love and like a uh, mate and soul partner and like uh, finding that one that compliments you so well, because I wanted the romantic idea, the long walks on the beach, right. the, the sitting on a sailboat, like looking longing gazing into their into eyes, each other's eyes, gazing yeah. into their eyes. Yeah. And I found that no doubt. That's great. I found my soulmate, my partner, my wife, my life, everything. But it's not that I'm any less happy or that I'm not fulfilled or anything like that. But I, I have noticed that I really believe it's a biological trick because now it's evolved into, I feel like an ape. I feel like, <laughs> I, I, I feel like an ape. Like I've just like partnered and like, I'm <laughs> like protecting this other ape and not for any noble reasons. It feels 100% biological. Right. And, and, and again, that's not to like, diminish this is my family. This is my tribe. It, and it's not to diminish any of the like spiritual or metaphysical aspects of any of this, but I really, they just, it feels so base level to me now of like protect your mate because I'm a, I'm, I'm an ape. <laughs> yeah. I need to gather food. I need to like keep her warm. Right. That's it. Right. And so I have a lot of stress about what to do when you grow up. I, I have a job. Pays the bills. It's a job. It's a job. Not a career. Not a career. And I, I've never been romantic about job career. It's it's pay. As long as you make money, you can do the things you want to do. Right. Problem solved. Right. And I love. I'm very romantic about like if someone finds the passion, you know, do something you love and you never work a day in your life. But I've never had an idea of what that is. (laughs) Not our you say potato, I say potato, <laughs> my, potato bar. My, my all potato restaurant, <laughs> sh- sh- trademark, spoiler. I don't need that getting out in the world. That still could happen. But all these, like where I've thought about like, okay, I could run a potato shop and it's all baked potatoes <laughs> all the time. I could uh, run a taco cart like that. All these romantic ideas of what a passion job would look like, but it never made any sense. So then it, what do you do when you, I, I just turned 40. You want to talk about. What happens That's in six crazy. years? That's crazy. Four zero. <laughs> I'm currently wearing like like Nike joggers and a Bauhaus t-shirt. When I thought of 40, even six years ago, that's like a suit. 
you know, like a hair, a like nice, a nice fedora, a nice fedora <laughs> that you got from your your great grand uncle right. passed down through the ages that you would put on on special occasions. I don't have special occasions. <laughs> There's nothing special happens anymore. Like, oh, Christmas, okay, Thanksgiving, ooh, whatever. Like nothing special, right? Like it just is. So in in seeing like you had a child. Uh huh. We have a couple other friends that are now pregnant and going to have children. I was like, what if when I grow up, my whole goal is just to be a father? So, so I'll tell you, like, I, I, I was going to talk about this with you, but there is. And you knew who I was before I had a child, <laughs> yeah. which was a person who was adamantly against having children. Yeah. And it was never going to happen for me. And it just didn't make any sense. Which is strange from a woman's perspective that you right. didn't have that biological urge. Yeah. You know, there was this one time I was talking with my mom about it and she had said something and it was the only time I had like felt like, oh, maybe she's right. Like a little maybe, tinge. Right. A tinge. But then I met Brandon and you meet your soulmate, right? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it's an option. And the reason why I had not wanted kids previously is because I had never dated anybody that I had felt was my actual soulmate. Like I'm supposed to be with this person. The, I could not see a future with these people. And I immediately just saw a future with him. And, you know, we, we went through some struggles and, and talk about what we've gone through since six years. <laughs> Brandon beat cancer, which is when, when you first start dating someone and then they get cancer. First dating. Yeah. Like, like a few months into your dating like life. Like within the first six months. Right. Uh, cancer right and you have to go through this life-changing uh, situation with somebody So part of that you have to decide okay a do i bother with this yes. a from a death perspective b from a, i have to struggle with this right. with this person financially emotionally everything <sighs> like and then they are not themselves no so you're in the first part of meeting them and then they are not themselves and then chemo kills their personality kills everything, everything. kills their hair everything. kills their eyebrows kills, kills their, their personality will to live the will to live it, it is probably one of the most brutal things i've ever seen somebody go through and it's hard it's hard for yourself not to put yourself in a selfish position like this is hard on me too you know it's very hard so that, that was a very interesting thing to do in the first part of your relationship, but we came out of that, and I don't want to say, like, I'm glad it happened, but it made us incredibly strong as, as a relationship. Yeah, like it either, it either goes one of two ways. Right. Either it completely kills any hope or any right. idea of a relationship, or... It tests you. It, it tests, tests you. you. And we came out stronger and better. And I know that sounds maybe a little bit cliche, but it, it's true. I am uh, Life is a cliche anymore. <laughs> There's just no way around so, it. So when I found out, uh, we we thought that actually Brandon couldn't have kids because of all these surgeries. And then I found out I, I got pregnant. And I was, for the first time, I took a, a pregnancy test. And I wasn't like, please. Dear I, God, no. no yeah, I was, like, I was God, like, I was no. like, please be positive. I was ready. You had you the know? reverse, Maury. I did. Like I the did. second it <laughs> yeah. turned pink, you were like, woo, yeah, woo. Exactly, exactly. A reverse Maury. <laughs> but. Um, Did you ever think you would describe your, your finding out you were pregnant as a reverse Maury situation? No. <laughs> But it was incredibly exciting. And then I'm going to, I'll tell you like everything when people say like it changes your life, it's a bit, it's all true. And I can't even explain to you how much purpose it gives you. It gives you this new purpose. It, in fact, you're talking about Thanksgiving and Christmas. What, who cares? You do yeah. when you have kids. All it of revitalizes those, all it of revitalizes that. It revitalizes everything. Like I, I don't even, we don't celebrate Valentine's Day, but we got like Frankie a little Valentine's Day box, you know, like we, it, it just revitalizes. It makes everything like 
new fresh again. and new. And you're also like now invested in your own life and your own future a little bit more. Like I found out I got pregnant with her and I got my shit together yeah. and I went to school while I was pregnant <laughs> and I went and got a job. And now like I'm making double what I was making working at a warehouse for 10 years. Like she, she is the reason why like I am in any way, like getting my shit together in life and becoming a better person. And you should probably do that for yourself a little bit. And yeah. I, and I do, but there's really something to be said about a new purpose. That external influence that really drives An incredible drives that. purpose. Yeah. And, and Brandon always had a theory about, you know, if, if you don't have children in life, you'll never feel like you ever fully succeeded in life. So and, and that's the part I'm talking about is this romantic idea. Even though it's completely driven by, by biology. And it is. And that's always fucked with my head is the driven by, by biology part. Right. The fact that it is just a chemical inside you that's tricking you to procreate because we need to keep the species going. But that doesn't matter because once you have the child, it's there. It's it's different. <laughs> it's different than that. I could I, I could I, tell I, you it's more than biology. There's a whole different I, aspect of it that you don't need. I I cannot until you have a child. I and we can look at each other. and I'm like, now you know what I'm talking <laughs> about, right? Yeah. Until that happens to you, you will. There's nothing I can tell you that doesn't sound either super cliche. Yeah. Or like that you've heard before. That well, and I'm. You don't know until you know. You don't know until you have it. It's, but it's like I will, a mushroom trip. Yeah. You, I can't explain it to you yeah, until you words. go through it. <laughs> but I can say, just seeing your child, I do have that feeling. Yeah. So that's why there is a male biological clock. There is a male yes, like like instinct in that. So just being one step removed. It's not my child. It's your child. But I still feel that that I can see where that that uh, funnels from. Right. Or where that fire like starts to right. say like, oh my god. So every time I even see your child, I'm always like, oh. Like, this is such a beautiful thing to be able to like uh, be a part of even in a, a tangential way. Right. Like I, I have a, the, all the romantic ideas of making life new again of you get to show them music and you get to yes. show them uh, how to be a person and like, like teach those. Uh, teach like, them some comedy. It's, yeah. It's really all, fun. She all, laughs all at all stuff. my jokes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> perfect audience. <laughs> there, right? <laughs> like, like a perfect uh, way to uh, uh, have them be involved in that way. Right. So I'm definitely having a biological clock and you're talking what's happened in the last six years. I've been able to come out of uh, all this very stupid uh, fighting, all of these biological uh, needs, self-sabotage, self-sabotage and all these, uh, uh, just really stupid uh, thought patterns and uh, uh, self-sabotage is the perfect word. It, it manifests in every aspect of your right. life. So now I've, I've, I was able to find a wife. We have a great home. And now the next step would be child. And, and when you're 40 mortality uh, <laughs> sinks in, you know, and what's a job, what's a career, what, right. what, how do you transition to the next part of your life so that you feel happy and fulfilled and the only thing that comes up is child. Like right. that is what will like take it to the next level and have that, uh, that, that, uh, new feeling, uh, right. kind of, uh, take you through the, the second part of your life. Don't get her pregnant. You get your shit together. Real uh, quick. I, <laughs> I think that's the part that, uh, scares me the most is taking that final step to get right. your shit together. <laughs> right. I know it's there. I know. And I, I can empathize and understand from afar what you're talking about. The second that happens, you're like, okay, well that's it. That's it. And what more do I need? Nope. Yeah. So I can definitely see that in our future. So 
keep keep tuning in. Keep tuning in. Let's see if Dennis can get his wife pregnant. Laura, if you're listening, I'm coming home. I'm going (laughs) to dump some hot clips in you tonight. I'm finding a purpose in life. I'm finding a purpose. That's (laughs) how I'm going to scream as I ejaculate. Just, I'm finding my purpose! (laughs) Should we move on to some news? I think so. All right. Coming at you. Live from Doppler 7. (laughs) High atop the new studio on Mountain Doom. <laughs> Coming straight from all the news sources to your eardrums. Mostly Google. <laughs> all Google. All the time. We read Reddit so you don't have to. So I gathered some things. I sit at my, my boring job and I just uh, browse the internet all day. So I came across some news stories that I thought might uh, intrigue you. And the first one comes out of Salt Lake City, Utah, Ooh, which is where we are based locality. out of. Local. That's how you, you ingratiate yourself to the community is you talk about local stuff. Right. So you are currently in the market to buy a house, yes? Oh, yes. So you're constantly looking Oof. at uh, properties and uh, uh, locales and school yeah. districts and, and history and, and, and neighborhoods. Right. And what roads are busy. <laughs> How, what roads are busy? Got to think about that. I, I, I hadn't thought about that, but that makes sense. <laughs> How much does the history of a house factor into your decision? Like, do you want to know if there's been a murder? Do you want to know if there's been uh, child abuse? Do you want to know if there's oh. been bad juju in the house? Does that really affect you? Well, the child abuse thing would freak me out, I think. Uh, anything with children would freak me out, right? Do you think it should be a law that the you should have full disclosure of any kind of crime or anything that happened in that house? I don't know. Before you bought I'm, a house. I'm kind of under the opinion of what mama don't know won't Ignorance hurt. bliss. Right. You, you have to imagine, if you are in a house that's old enough, something fucked up has gone on well, at some point. Well, if you go point. anywhere, something's fucked up's gone. Like, you know, humanity can be fucked up, so I can walk down the street and be like, you know what happened down this street? <laughs> Don't go down that road. <laughs> that road's going where bad stuff happens. <laughs> Never got on that road. So, are you familiar with the Utah, University of Utah student, Mackenzie Lewick? I am not. Okay, so recently, in the last six months, the there was a 21-year-old... University of Utah student named Mackenzie Lewick. She was coming to school from California. Over the Christmas break, she went back to LA to visit her family. On her way home, she caught a red eye. So she landed at, let's say, 1230 at night. She catches an Uber. And while in the Uber, she decides to go on, which is this is discovered later, dating app, a dating website. Well, I, uh, they don't tell you which one, but maybe it's Tinder. Right. Maybe it's Match. One of these, right? She messages a guy. In the middle of her Uber ride, changes course. Instead of going home, I'm going to meet up with this guy in a park, in Rose Park. She meets up with the gentleman. Next thing you know, missing. So I think I have heard this story. I thought it was the park by Sugar House that they met up. No, no Rose okay. Park. Okay. She goes missing. Her parents reported after a couple days. It's kind of unusual. She didn't say, normally when she get home, hey, I'm, I'm home even right. in the middle of the night. Right. After a while, after a week, the police start investigating as a missing persons. It slowly plays out that they find that not only was she went, they first questioned the Uber driver, like, why did she not go home? She went to some abandoned park and, hey, I just dropped this gal off. She met with some dude. I don't know. They find out she's on a dating website. She was messaging someone. They finally find this gentleman and a lot of brutal shit goes on. Right. 
I don't know how familiar you are with the details. A little bit. But his neighbors report at like four o'clock in the morning, he's out in the backyard and he's dug a shallow pit and he's burning something. Body parts. Well, they didn't know that at the time. (laughs) And in our culture, you can go one or two ways. You can either be a nosy Betty or, hey, you know, some guys like to burn body parts in the middle of the night. Who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? You know, everybody's got their... I don't want someone in my business when I'm burning things in the middle of the night. (laughs) You know, I don't need fucking Johnny Q Law (laughs) sniffing up my ass every time I want to burn something in my own backyard. I thought this was America. This was America. Make America burn bodies in backyards great again. (laughs) So... After he burns all the body parts, he takes them up to Logan and throws them into the woods. They eventually catch the guy. He's on trial for murder, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. He's going to get fried. <laughs> God. But this week, that's why I'm bringing it up to you because you're in luck. The house that Mackenzie Lewick was murdered in is up for sale. No kidding. Does it have a mother-in-law apartment? It does not. Oh. But it is zoned for Airbnb purposes. How many uh, rooms? It is a three-bedroom, two-bath rambler in Old Rose Park. It's not going to work. It's an investment opportunity that needs some work in the basement (laughs) and maybe a shaman to expel the (laughs) the demons in the backyard where the body of the the young college student was burned. But it's a fixer-upper. Where would what would you make in the backyard? Like, you know, the there's the hole, right? There's the there, hole, there's back the hole. and it's probably like still like not quite settled. But yeah, you could probably they ain't settle in that hole. Like, as you my could, grandpa used to say, "Son, you ain't settling that hole." You could probably tell. There's no way you could restore a shallow grave where 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 a young student was burned in the middle of the night. But what do you make that? Do you make a gazebo over that? I'm like thinking what? an open concept barbecue pit conversation. Oh my god, a barbecue pit! Well, look, we can't completely repurpose it. It is what it is. It's been used to burn meat before. Oh my god! Maybe a luau oh. theme. Well, we'll get Chip and Joanna on this from Flipper Upper Upper. So how much is it? Does it say three hundred fifty thousand dollars? Too much That's property value. <laughs> The, the cost of property in Utah is too damn high. Wait, wait, you can sell something where a person was like knowingly like on the news oh, this murdered. Was brutal. When there's still a shallow grave in the backyard and it's still going for 350 in Rose Park. In Rose Park of all neighborhoods. I would be tempted if it was like 100000 Like, I'll take that. That's what I'm talking about. What number do you <laughs> have to get you to? you can't sell that for the price of what other houses are selling for. Well, part of the reason this came to light is because it's not being advertised as the Lewick murder well, why, shallow why, why pit. Why would it be? <laughs> that's, I wonder, should it be? Should you have to disclose? Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting question. Because you, you put it that if, way. If, if you're completely oblivious to right. any of this. If you're like coming in from out of town, you haven't heard this local news. Although this was like a big story. It this didn't, was like it didn't reach national, right? but maybe you don't know all the details. They sure. never gave the address you're not, out. You're not local, so you're not like, that is the house. So you just come into the area, you're like, hey, Man, this is pretty nice. As neighbors, like, would that decrease their property value too? hundred thousand percent so. everything decreases your property i don't know value. the more i think about it the more like i wouldn't want to i couldn't go Nothing in that backyard with that. that you would never get that thought never out of your get head that taste you out of couldn't your barbecue in the backyard i being like this feels wrong this feels wrong and your neighbors will constantly be like all right did we get another weirdo <laughs> are they burning more bodies out there right you could never actually burn anything back you could there. never have a 4 a.m bonfire <laughs> You know how much I love 4 a.m. bonfires. Right, right. I love lighting pallets on fire. Like right. this is ridiculous. 
That's brutal. Yeah, so just in case you were wondering, okay. that is available. That's good to know. <laughs> good to know. Keeping it local, <laughs> this week, a BYO, BYU, which is the local college in Provo that is populated With mostly me. by... Only by Mormon. Only like, don't by. Don't you have to be Mormon to go there? Or do no. you have to pretend to be Mormon? You have Mormon? to pretend or you just sign the honor code. And just not have a beard. And you not have a beard. <laughs> you don't, you don't, uh, you say you're not going to have sex with people. And right, right, right. You my, my uncle or my cousin went to BYU and he was, he was my cousin. So, right. you know. He's not a good. He's not a good soul. Good. <laughs> he's not a good egg. He comes from bad eggs. He comes from bad stock. <laughs> we come from a long line of gypsies and, and fucking <laughs> tramps and thieves, just like Cher. <laughs> But BYU men's track and field athlete Zach McWhorter shared a video of himself on social media this week. To say it's disturbing doesn't uh, really sell it. Quite do it justice. He's a pole vaulter. Uh huh. So there's only two ways that pole vaulting ends. Hey, I made it over the bar. Or, oh hey, my god! Holy fuck! Now the, <laughs> I'm being I'm being impaled by my own pole vault. Oh my god! Did he get impaled? So it wasn't quite as bad as an impaling. But as he goes over the bar, the pole vault follows with him. It nicks his scrotum (gasps) and rips it as he falls down. Oh, my God. He vaulted over the crossbar. And before landing uh, across the pole on the big mat they have there, it went directly between his legs and ripped his scrote bag. Oh, did just stuff fall out? He could see right into his scrotum, quote, the BYU pole vaulter. Fortunately for him, his father's a urologist. Okay, well, that's good luck. It required 18 stitches to put his ball bag back together. What was even worse, though, was the cleanup of the excess semen, because this guy goes to BYU, that had exploded (laughs) all over the football field. All over everybody's faces. it, It covered the entire Happy Valley. Which is come because he's 24 and has never ejaculated before. Because <laughs> it's legal. Because it's le- legal. Illegal. Illegal. He only has one scar on his testicle, though. To, to, but he has a YouTube video that will live on forever. Okay. Talk about going viral. Yeah. That's actually my number one fear. I've never pole vaulted. I don't think I'm going to. No, I can say for certain. I'm Tearing never, your scrotum I'm never pole gonna vaulting. Pole either, well, there's a, you can either tear your scrot or you go up the brown highway. And just completely nice, like, <laughs> one shot, just start dangling on this you pole. You should just never pole vault. You hear that, ladies and gentlemen? My pole vaulting dreams for J- <laughs> Japan 2020 are now dead. I don't think I'll be able to ever pole vault for the U.S. Olympic team again. But I'm okay with that. There's all these activities that... So, <laughs> I have this romantic idea of ice skating. I've tried it once when I was very young. but I always want to go ice skating. Every winter, I'm like, Laura, let's go ice skating. Hold hands and Hold gaze into hands, each other's eyes. Gaze, <laughs> hot chocolate. Scarves. Scarves. Right. I went ice skating this week. Really? Yes. Where well, at? I should say I attempted ice skating this week. <laughs> I went to Galvin Plaza, which okay. during the wintertime, it's an outdoor ice skating rink. I like it. Very, it's very uh, romantic. Right. right. Outdoors, lights. Some music, maybe. Music, you know, hot chocolate. Hot chocolate is always the <laughs> With anything force. you do. Any of my activities. <laughs> in the winter. If it does, if winter, summer, fall, uh, if it doesn't <laughs> end in hot chocolate, don't even bother calling me. It was terrible. Really? I am far too old, far too tall, <laughs> Those ankles. far too big. My ankles <laughs> were like 
wobbling the entire time. I'm like, isn't there like some stabilizing that you would think would happen? I work out too. Interesting. I go to the gym. I play basketball, and yet none of those muscles are are able to keep me from. So maybe ice skating's like you can or you can't. I, I've never I, had a problem with that. Like since I was a kid, just. Oh, yeah, this is easy. I, think, I used to think it was scary, and I was like, I can't believe I'm just, oh, you just stay up by yourself. I think you, you need those to develop those early. Like, you Maybe. get those muscles, and like they're Maybe. they're always with you. You probably skateboarded, too. A little bit. You ha- Or snowboarded. Yeah, like, you've yeah. done those kind of, like, stabilizing sports before. Right. But that was one of those, like, I always wanted to do. But then the second I was out there, I'm like, if I snap an ankle, if I tear a knee, <laughs> if I break my shoe, any kind of injury that would I'm be. I'm 40 now. I'm 40. Insurance is expensive. Man. There's no like, oh, you six months you'll be back on your feet. No, no you're now permanent, you, permanent life injury. Now you have that. Now you have one of them bum knees. Right. Now I need a hip replacement right. when I'm sixty. Never coming back from those things. <laughs> no. So there are activities now that I have to gauge the pros and cons of like I'm forty. <laughs> I don't think I can do this now. Like it's just my time has passed with that activity. You know, I, I think as you get older too, you kind of lose that drive to like almost kill yourself doing <laughs> yeah. something. You know, like you're I talk about that mortality that yeah. comes in. Like, well, and and you just kind of like weigh it. You're like, I've done a lot of crazy shit. I think I'm good. Yeah, like I've I've done, I'm, I've reached my crazy shit limit. <laughs> the and, plateau. And you know, like snowboarding and all that stuff is really cool but so is like the use of my knees i you like know? waking up without fucking feel like i want to die <laughs> yeah, i don't want to make noises every time i get up and sit down no. not yet not yet please god not yet. not yet let me get up without making a noise right. although i i think that's a rite of passage i have adopted preemptively the making noises when i get yeah, up. yeah that's true i enjoy it it's like when you key eye and kung right. fu like there's an energy expelling so when i go <laughs> I'm a 40-year-old man. There's also like a king value in my house that I want to declare. <laughs> you, want you, know, to, you want to do the lion roar. I'm getting up. You You're, know, the, the, the king of the jungle is roaring. The king of the jungle is, is getting up from his slumber. So I like making noises. That's me. That's my king. Right, That's how right. I operate. Understandable. What was the last activity that you had to weigh that pros and cons? Oh, man, let me think about that. Have you had any? I don't think I've had. Mostly lately, you just breastfeed and fucking change diapers, <laughs> right? Like, change diapers. No, I don't, I don't think I've had that for a little bit. Um, I, I guess, you know, it could be like I have the option to snowboard in the winter. And I'm yeah. just, I'm, and that's mainly like a financial thing almost, too, where I'm just like, you know, does, it, does the money and everything and the risk of injury equal the enjoyment and I'm just not one like I'll just go snowshoeing yeah you know? I, I, I haven't even gotten that far I go it's cold as fuck <laughs> and like have you have you ever seen the traffic reports like during the yeah like after like, snow yeah we'll have fun for like three hours three hours to go up a four mile canyon yeah no thanks no thanks I'll nope. stay at home I'm, nope. I'll, I'll play cool borders too on playstation got things like, to binge watch on Netflix <laughs> I got things to binge watch on Netflix <laughs> I got one, I got a couple more, but this okay. is, this is one, another local one. Okay. It always fascinates me when it's so obvious. And so you wonder who's dumb enough to fall for these things. So this week, a Utah who posed as a doctor is heading to prison for sexual assault of women. So an American fork. Posed like, as a doctor is in, got away with like not being a doctor, but posing as a doctor. Not being a doctor. What? Did exams. And only till after he was arrested for something else, somebody went, wait a minute. That guy that did a pelvic exam on me is not actually a doctor? Oh. 
He's a Provo restaurateur. So he had two restaurants in the Utah Valley. He had a coffee shop and then a sandwich shop. Borzin Motahinya, 36. That's my age. Went on Craigslist and posed as a doctor looking for recipients to, for $200 to participate in an anatomy research project. Oh, my God. He was able to lure multiple people, and he called them an examination. One person, he told them that he was trying to design a new tampon. <laughs> and so he needed her to strip down naked and let him examine her vagina to engineer like a- fully naked. Fully naked for $200. Oh, my God. And not one of these women were like, can I see your credentials? This isn't a hospital. Well, like, this is this a little is a bit back sad, of your van. right? Because, it's very sad. Because these people are that desperate for money. That desperate for money. That $200 and a, on a Craigslist ad, and you're willing to take your pants off and let Borzon Motahinya uh, design a new tampon for you. Wow. He maintains his innocence. He maintains that, look, a degree... What separates a doctor from me, a degree? It's just a piece of paper. No. I'm an ambitious no. <laughs> soul. I'm trying to revolutionize the tampon game and come up with a new version. You, you know, I might say that for somebody who, like, has been in software development and, like, taught themselves, because you can. Like, there <laughs> Fake is, it till you th make it, there's right? A, there's a, there is a piece of paper separation there, but for a doctor... <laughs> No, you have to go to school. Hey, look, we're in a new age, Lindsay. You're old school. You're like, oh, you got to go to school. I, uh, I can just Google how YouTube to YouTube University. <laughs> I can learn how to do a pelvic exam in an hour. This is incredibly disturbing. <laughs> it's incredibly disturbing. I, I don't know why, like, the fact that he owns restaurants makes it grosser to me. I actually felt the same way. I thought the fact that he was a restaurateur and then, like, on the side yeah. had this whole side hustle that he would, like, examine women's pelvic regions. Yeah, he's not doing good things no matter what he's doing, right? <laughs> no. I Shocker, would... both his restaurants closed. Good. And that was before he got caught for being a fake doctor. Oh. So, yeah, there's just no hope in life. <laughs> well, I think the lesson here is if somebody posting that on uh, Craigslist and has anything to do with money for genital, like, touching, just don't. Don't do it. Like, maybe report them, in fact. Give report it, it. Give it one Google search. Look up the dude's name. You know, Right, like, right. It, this expression, it's too good to be true, always applies. There's no, I don't know how, well, it would be a large amount of money if someone's like, let me examine your pelvic How region. much money would it take for a Like a million dollars. A million like, dollars. I would do it for a million dollars. Everyone says a million because it's easy. It's right. one and six zeros right. after it, right? But. If we're talking brass tacks, if we're really getting down to a contract, how low could we get you? If I came at you, I'm not personally, I'm not posing as a doctor, <laughs> but if Borzon came at you, let me show you a picture of what this guy looks like too. So you could, oh, it really, $2 million, <laughs> $2 million. You can't get me down lower. That's the other part of it is no. like, once you see this person. It might even go up further. <laughs> no, that guy looks kind of scary to me. It <laughs> looks kind of Well, you know scary. who looks good in a mugshot, though? That's true. That's Everybody true. looks, I look scary in my mugshot. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's never a good look. No. That's not one of the uh, They're designed. No, I think there's like a mugshot filter that's like designed <laughs> to make you look more criminally. Should, you're an app developer. Why don't we, uh, why don't we develop a new like. Mugshot filter. A mugshot filter that makes you look good. Oh. It filters out the low lights. <laughs> because that the, the electro, what, what kind of lighting is that? It's like warehouse. It's like, fluorescent. Uh-huh. Like it? real yeah. high, high, high fluorescent UV. Right. None of this new fancy. 
you know, energy saving bulbs. There's no warmth. No. There's no, you know, we could develop a nice filter that gives you this beautiful glow. Maybe some cat ears. Mugshot glam. Mugshot glam. Maybe a puppy nose. A puppy nose. (laughs) All the kids to these days. We could do TikTok for your, for your uh, mugshot. TikTok mugshot. Yeah. That would be the best way to make a gazillion dollars. (laughs) Then you wouldn't have to pay $200 to a guy in a warehouse trying to design a new, a new tampon. Good Lord. I don't know that they're like, I don't know that I've ever used a tampon and be like, this needs to be newly designed. I thought, I thought, it, I thought they kind of like, nailed it. Could they, could they get like rockets? Once shipped? they like, got away from like function? just shoving raw wool up or your like puss? cardboard, you know? Yeah. Right. Or like, you know, cat hair, you know, when, when did they invite, invent like the applicator? Like, yeah, that's 50s? when, that's when it got perfected. Like, I, okay. The pearl applicator. That's all you need. I think they finished. It's done. Yeah, it's done. There's only so much more like contoured or uh, super absorption or maybe scented. Figured it out. There needs to be no new tampon. I think we're good. (laughs) So that's why you got into software development because your failed uh, new design for tampon didn't go (laughs) anywhere. It didn't go anywhere. My dreams. (laughs) (laughs) The last story I have for you today involves how familiar are you with Lori Vallow. Not at all. How about Chad Daybell? Not at all. So this week, it's been going on in the national news for a couple months. And I'd like to lay it out the way it was done in the news. Because it's kind of unraveled into this crazy... It'll be This will be a Netflix docuseries next year. It's uh, so unusual how it's gone from a very simple story to this very elaborate story overnight. In Rexburg, Idaho, the police are called after some grandparents report that they haven't heard or seen their seven-year-old autistic grandson since September. They, what? they called in November around Thanksgiving time. So they noticed that after a couple months, no contact, no updates. So the, their, their child or the, grandson, the, the, their, but, but they're, you know, one of their children, mm-hmm. this is their son. And a step. Okay. So they haven't like contact, like that person hasn't contacted them. Their son's child. Uh And then it's, the child is now in the custody of his ex-wife. Okay. Because he died. Oh. And this is unraveling. Okay. So they haven't heard from their grandson and he's autistic. So he's special needs. Haven't heard from him. No updates. They were in regular contact prior to this. No calls from this lady saying, nothing. hey, here's your grandson. Talk nothing. to him. No pictures, no social media updates, nothing. Radio silent for two months. That's very disturbing. The Rexburg police go to the house of Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell, and they refuse to participate in any kind of anything. So she's got a new dude. She has a new dude. Named Chad, of all Chad things. Chad Daybell. It's not good. That's first bad sign. First red sign, ladies. <laughs> Never date a Chad. Second red side, ladies, stay at Idaho. <laughs> she starts coming up with all these, well, they're like, well, where's your son? Well, he's off with relatives. He's over here. He's over there. You always have to kind of take the whatever they're saying as fact. You can't really, like, immediately assume no, the worst out no. of that. Slowly but surely, they, they start delving even deeper, and they realize, like, wait a minute, the, no one has seen this child. The neighbors haven't. 
Yeah, that would be the, the place school. to go, right? The neighbors and be like, have you seen him walk? Because you're going to see a ch- child. Shortly after the grandparents reported that they had not heard or seen their gr- grandchild in forever, the school reports that the mother took him out of school and said they were going to be homeschooling him. Wow. So he, he hasn't been seen at school. The next layer, she has a 17-year-old daughter from her first husband. They start looking into that. No one has seen the 17-year-old. That that was living with them living with as well? them in Rexburg, Idaho, mm, with with Chad, Chad, with new dad Chad, new dad Chad. <laughs> Turns out they had recently moved to Rexburg, Idaho, from Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. When the police start looking into, and also the local paper, so you can imagine in Rexburg, Idaho, it's not the hotbed of news. No. So when something like this that's really uh, piques the interest of the local population, gonna go. Crazy. So they start realizing that they had recently moved from Phoenix, Arizona to Rexburg, Idaho. Why had they recently moved? Because Lori's husband had recently died. And how had he died? Her brother killed him with a hammer and a baseball bat. My God. In a case of self Defense? Self-defense. You got it right. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Number one on the family feud board. The police didn't investigate it for any suspicious reasons. They had reported to the house. The man had been beaten with a hammer. The brother reported that it was in self-defense. Can you do that? Can you just beat a person up with a hammer? Like, hey, you trying to kill me. And And there's like, have that video. Case (laughs) closed. I'm like, well, well, looks like we've solved this one again. Time for the donuts. (laughs) Good job, Johnson. We have solved another murder. Interesting. Okay. Even more intrigue. Uh (laughs) More intrigue. Turns out before the husband was killed, the brother of the husband was involved in a drive-by shooting. He was driving on the highway in Phoenix, Arizona, and someone took a shot at his car. He had no idea Hmm. why. There were no suspects afterward. Was it Chad? The police started realizing that the car was registered to the husband. To Chad? Not Chad. This is her first husband. Okay. This is Vallo that was killed. So the brother drove the husband's car and was involved in a drive-by shooting? Not the brother that killed the husband. This is another brother. Oh. So he starts, wait a minute. Was somebody already trying to kill this guy? And they thought it was like him. They thought it was him, and they took a shot at his car. Interesting. After moving to Rexburg, Idaho, the brother that killed Lori's ex-husband. In self-defense. In self-defense. there's nothing to argue there. No suspicion. Mysteriously dies. Interesting. So he's no longer around in the picture. How does he die? In his sleep. The cops are called to the house. And they don't investigate that. They're like, Case closed. Case closed, Johnson. Time for the donuts. This man was previously involved in a murder, but there's nothing weird here. I love it when a plan comes together. (laughs) Now let's look in on Chad Daybell's situation. How does he come to meet Lori Vallow? Well, Chad Daybell had recently lost his wife. She was found in the pool, unresponsive. My God. And, And let me guess, fine. Case closed, Judson. Time to get the donuts. Six weeks later, Chad and Lori are married. So it only took her six weeks from her husband's death, or was it like a few months? A few months. Because it would take me years 
like decade maybe especially when your brother had killed your husband yeah and just be like it was self-defense and then i've got to like probably be like you know i don't feel like that's i don't know why they closed the case so fast i feel like something's weird here so the couple starts becoming under suspicion in thanksgiving over thanksgiving weekend when the grandparents have reported this when they start to report it and it all starts kind of connecting all the dots like "Mm, johnson maybe we missed something here on january 25th so Thanksgiving, November, December, January. January 25th, the police locate Val, uh, Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell in Kauai. They have now moved from Idaho. Rexburg. Rexburg, Idaho, to a gated community in Kauai, Hawaii. Kauai, Which is probably Hawaii. like, it's super expensive. Very expensive. You know who are not with Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell in Hawaii? Children. The two children. Where are your children? Someone uncovers a storage unit in Rexburg, Idaho, that includes the autistic son's medication, the 17-year-old daughter's cell phone, which has messages from right after the disappearance in September to her friends being like, oh, hey, I'm going to be gone for a while. Baby, don't look for me. Oh, my God. Hey, um, anything suspicious come up lately? Just, just I'm ghosting everyone Just for moving a while. on. Yeah, don't worry about it. All their possessions, all their like school clothes, kid stuff, Just everything's in, in this, this storage, storage unit. A judge in Rexburg, Idaho, then demands that they produce the children. Court yeah. order. Yeah. You must show us where your damn children are. No more they're with a relative. Bring up that relative. She says they're with a relative in Arizona. She then calls that person six times and says, if the cops call, just say you have my kids. She goes, no. Yeah, I would not do that for anybody. <laughs> no anybody. No one. If, if, if I get any phone call, if the cops call, say this. I'm like, nope. No, I'm not saying no. shit. <laughs> Hell no. God, no. The court order passes. She does not produce the children. They go back to Hawaii. What? And keep living their life. How can that happen? Who's a, who, why are they getting away with like everything? Everything. There's, Nobody wants to do the paperwork. Nobody case closed. <laughs> We're out eating donuts, you know. Like I got, a, I got a wife to get home to. <laughs> Gets even stranger. Turns out Chad Daybell is part of a religious organization, of course, that are into doomsday prepping. And it just so happens that the latest prediction of doomsday is June of 2020. And now the family is saying that after Lori had met Charles, she got really involved in this new doomsday prepping doomsday life. Prepping life. And so they've been living high on the hog in Kauai, Hawaii. Because it's going to all end soon. Who so needs who an autistic kid when there's Hawaii? Oh, my Lord. Now, in the last couple of weeks, it's gained a lot of national attention. Why aren't these people in jail? Yes. A black guy selling cigarettes outside of a convenience store in New York was choked to death by a police officer. Yeah. And yet, but this woman has clearly killed her ex-husband. Her brother. Her brother, her children, and yet gets to flaunt it like no big deal. Living high on the hog in a private resort in Hawaii. That is insane. Just yesterday, they, she was arrested. Good. In Kauai, and now they're being extradited to Rexburg, Idaho. Are they being arrested for killing their children, their ex-wife, their husband? No. They're being arrested for child endangerment. 
because they still aren't producing any children. No one knows what's They've happened with the children. Murdered their children. Those kids are dead. Those kids are dead. <laughs> Nobody knows where they are, and they've like sent messages out like, "Don't, don't worry about me forever." Hey, I'm going on a sabbatical. Can you not like doomsday with your children? I would doomsday with my child. I would think you'd want that. Right? I would think you'd want at the end to be like, "We're going down together." Who's I need gonna, to make sure we're in heaven. You know? Yeah. So it's I very hate strange. These people. Very and. <laughs> to bring it full circle, I think this is actually a very good definition of white privilege, right? Like, definitely, she's a good-looking blonde, like, and yet you say self-defense. Has your husband never been uh, violent before? Had any violent charges? No, <laughs> I'm going to believe that it's self-defense. Still moving on. Oh my and God. the fact that they weren't immediately arrested when the first when they first denied any kind of access to their missing children, no. seven years old. Yes. Immediately should be arrested. Immediately should be arrested. These poor grandparents, man. They lose their they, kid, their kitten. Their child gets beaten to death with a baseball bat and a hammer, which is a very, br- like, was that self-defense? Because you had the hammer and the baseball bat. I might have added the hammer part. But okay, okay. <laughs> it's At least it was a baseball bat. That's okay, still violent enough. That's pretty brutal. Yeah. And you can't just, like, knock somebody out. Like, you have to murder them. You know, like, how hard was this dude trying to murder you? And then you, you have to wonder, like, the brother must have been like, I'm going to say something. Or maybe, or maybe he didn't agree with the murder of some children. You know, maybe he wasn't on board with that. Yeah. And so that's why he's dead. The prevailing thought online is that the brother killed the husband and then the kids knew that or they were there. They witnessed it. And so they had to do something to keep them from talking about it. Mm. They had gotten away with this self-defense saying, oh, it was in self-defense. Don't let him die. I think she then went on like a crazy spree. She ends up killing her kids, killing her brother. Her husband's dead. And now she's got this doomsday prepper for a, a new husband. Everything's going to end in June of t- or July of 2020 anyway. So let's just go out with a bang. My God. You see this a lot with these kind of c- cases where it's like one step and then you have to cover up for that all along the way. Yeah. And it just snowballs and gets worse and worse and worse I, and worse. Anytime I hear these news stories, like I try to picture myself getting uh-huh. involved in something like this. And I just don't know how you could, like, I get upset if I get past due on my bills. So, and I get like really stressed out and I can't like sleep, you know, I wake up like, oh, I got to pay that bill, you know. (laughs) And all, and all that would happen to you is the the creditors will call you and bug you about it. But I will like wake up in a sweat, like, oh, I forgot to pay that bill, (laughs) you know. So I can't imagine if what was on my mind was like, oh shit, I killed my husband and then my kids and then my brother and oh my God, and now I'm going to go to Hawaii. Like that, I can't imagine how do these people survive? They they must have this like limit of stress, like to, I don't know, capacity to deal with stress. I that, think it's a complete psychic break in your brain, right? That like separates any feeling from those like receptors. You have to assume that maybe there's like drugs involved. Cause I can't imagine how else you could make that break. That you know, there's got to be some kind of like, like Chad probably feeds or something. You yeah, know, yeah. you think that like there's maybe some meth or something going on. <laughs> how else can you truly like Chad's to- feed people meth too, pretty <laughs> on the reg. Yeah. So right there's I I don't know I can't I can't accept that you just do this like willy nilly like there's got to be something that happened and and was introduced to in your life and maybe it's just as simple as this guy came in and, and convinced her the world's gonna end. But even then, like, that's pretty intense just to, like, is it? Okay. 
Like, how do you believe that? And cult, who who's cult, making the shot? Who's calling the shots? Like, who's making these predictions? Cult mentality is very powerful. That's true. It's part of why That's I true. wanted to talk about this is we think, oh, this woman must be crazy. There must be something wrong with her. Right. She must be missing some part of her brain that she could be convinced of either starting from the very base point that the, end, the, world, the world's coming to an end in July 2020, that Christ is coming back in 2020. And yet, you see every single day, everybody you know has some level of cult mentality or like brainwashing sure. in some way. Sure, I mean, that's culture, right? It's culture. <laughs> we want so badly to be a part of something right. or to be important or have like some purpose. Right. When all along... It's just biological. We just need to have children and get married and move along. <laughs> you know, I would be I would be fascinated to know, like to hear somebody, because you'll never hear somebody honestly speak out about the truth about these things, but it would be interesting to hear somebody say like, okay, let me take you from step one. This is what kicked it off, and this is how this snowballed, because it is a snowball situation, clearly. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of this was like super well thought out. No. You know, you don't beat someone to death with a baseball bat. Like that, <laughs> no. that was a, maybe the gun thing was a little bit more thought out, but I don't know. That's rough, man. I rough. feel bad for those grandparents. Very, that is, is number one when I read the story is because they're the ones that are kind of playing us as the narrator. Right. You know, that we, they don't know what's going on, but they have an emotional connection to it. So it's been fascinating to, and, and heartbreaking to see their journey through it. So. That is sad. We hopefully in the coming episodes we'll actually get an update on where yeah, these we, poor children are. But let's hope that they're with some relatives. Y- but yes. you know, we know how this story ends. Yeah, white privilege, man. White privilege. It's crazy. It's fucking nuts. It's sad. Yeah. You know, you have like Elon Musk doing all this crazy shit, and then like, <laughs> in like the exact very, same universe. <laughs> yeah, and then there's like this. Shit, still going. Tesla on. Cybertruck exists, <laughs> yeah, and, and Lori Lori uh, uh, Vallow gets to uh, pretend like her kids are still alive. Walk you know? free, basically. Walk free in Hawaii. Well, the, the dude that's smoking Earth. cigarettes is dead, and yeah, yeah it's rough. It's rough, rough times. So, how do you uh, insulate yourself, or 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 uh, protect? Like you have a child now, in growing up in this kind of environment. Meaning, it's not even it's not even like things are worse or better than they have ever been. They've no. always been like this. Yes, we just have a more exposure to it based right. off of our connections, social media, and internet. More and all aware, that. way more aware. How have you thought about, or you just try to be like, I'm just getting, I'm getting her fed, I'm getting her shelter. Like I cannot think that far ahead. Oh no, we've we've thought about this, and we are going to like involve her in like the deadliest form of martial arts. You like, have we are to. Go- we're going to. You have to. We're going to. Like we are going to teach her self defense yeah. because being a girl is scary, and you <laughs> hear all these new things coming up, and it's even scarier. Like you hear these women coming forward, and you're like, oh, this is still a pretty fucked up world. Oh yeah. And we need to protect our women, and and part of that is educating our women and educating our boys and. And, you know, teaching them just to be good people and teaching women not to be like, you know, just naive, uh, right. and self, self uh, uh, you don't have the uh, confidence to like understand right. you can't protect yourself. No, and, and, and to be, and to be able to, you know, say like, no, like if I feel like something's wrong, I'm going to say it. I don't need to belong yeah. in this situation. You don't you have know. that nurturing feeling. I think that was, or it yeah. appears to be one of the biggest problems that nurturing um, I got I got to make sure everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. Right. Everybody's okay. I can't upset anybody. Can't upset anybody. I've got to be smiling and happy, and that you know, women aren't you know supposed to look crazy or anything like <laughs> yeah. that. You know, 
so yeah, I think I think a lot of it's education, and honestly, I'm gonna teach her how to be a badass. Like, you have to and teach her how to you know kick some, a man in the throat and kill him. Some Krav Maga, you need <laughs> yeah. that like thumb in the eyeball, yeah, like seriously. that real brutal shit. Oh yeah, you don't want none of this kung fu that really doesn't work. No, you know the like like uh, uh, Din Mok, you no. know the five touch death punch, no. you know like all that fake uh, no. '80s dojo shit that really doesn't work in real I life. I wanted to know like what part of the neck to kick somebody in and kill them. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, like so. uh, how to squeeze a scrotum till it pops. <laughs> Exactly. You know, like, exactly. How to how to karate chop a dick off. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we really need to be. It's just one fail swoop. And, and scream about it as well. <laughs> so we have reached about the end of our news portion. Uh we don't really hit, hit that hit that how do we end a news segment? Like this. And then and no. Oh, that, oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got sound effects, people. Oh, yeah. We What's got sound effects. What's our other sound effect here? Let's see. Oh, there's oh, a drum roll. And then, oh, and now yeah. for our final segment of the day. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to ask Father Richard. So we want to do this. He's been, he's lived in this world. He's lived so in this all world these things that for we talk over about, 60 years. You and I don't know shit. No. We're just getting so started. We're still babies in we're a way. We're still babies emotionally right. and physically. Right. We don't know nothing. We no. need sage advice from an elder, an elder who has been through it. Who's been through some stuff. So let's see what happens. And who is this? This is Father Richard. Oh. My father. Everyone's father. Everybody's father. I think his legal name is Father Richard. We probably have to connect to the Bluetooth. <laughs> Fucking so, technology. So, so, Dennis, go ahead and uh, entertain and us vamp. with something. So, this week in XXX News. All right, we're done. Oh. <laughs> I was going to give my porn review. Oh. All right. Okay, here we go. Hello. Hello, Father. Can you hear us? Uh, barely. Yes, I can hear you. Papa, can you hear me? Can you, can you hear Dennis? Uh, Dennis, yes, very well. Okay, well, we we have a question from a listener from you the, today. Are you ready to answer? Okay, I'm ready. Okay, now, so pretend that you are a young woman and you barely... You, you, <laughs> I know you, it's hard to do, but imagine yourself as a supple young woman. Now, now... Giant breasts, <laughs> blonde hair, blue eyes, and, and ass you, for days. <laughs> and you have, once again, after many a year, entered the dating pool, Okay. Are you there? Gotcha. Are you there? Yes. Okay. Now, a few weeks into your relationship, your boyfriend, who you are really into, tells you that because he wanted a bicycle, I believe, a bicycle, that he decided to find an ad online and do gay porn. And he and you can now find him on the interwebs whacking off. <laughs> To the public. Just solo stuff. <laughs> just just jerking just, his meat a little solo, bit. Just solo. But, you know, like, his face looks funny doing it, and he, and he does it really quickly, apparently. But uh-huh. <laughs> So, as that woman, Dad, what advice do you have? What would you do if you were that woman? Listen up, ladies. Well, <laughs> if I was that woman and I caught him doing that, then I'd get on my own line and watch my own gay porn and get off on that. That's the best thing you can do. So, so your advice is to look up gay porn and get off on it. 
Right, exactly. A real turnaround I mean, situation. This is a yeah. This is real Machiavellian. This, is this real, isn't your straightforward. I would have said I just won't talk to him ever again. I like where you're going. I like the revenge this is very, aspect. This is of very it. in your you face. Bet. Yeah, I told you we weren't wise enough to we have this this response to this situation. No, exactly. Our first instinct yeah. is just to leave, just and move his on. is to watch more gay porn. Watch more. Gay exactly. Porn. You know, everybody watches porn, right? So, jeez. So you might as well. I've just, seen. I've seen a few you in my day <laughs> all right all right well i feel like any parting all- words for 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 uh, our listeners out there today well i hope that helps so just you know watch your own porn watch your own watch porn. your own porn that that really is like gonna help us in the 2020 election i, I think, think so i think so yes I, that's what we need to do more of instead of put a warning label on it you know <laughs> <I agree. laughs> All right, Dad. Thank you, Thank Father you for Richard. the advice, Father. For all your okay, wise and you sage advice. You get- Oops, hang up a little faster. <laughs> Watch more gay porn. I don't know that I would have. I would have uh, predicted that's what he would have said. But I would not. I, God I would- damn it! If he ain't right, that's some like, real fucking think, turnaround. Is shit. he onto something here? Like, yeah. okay, like you're you're that girl, mm-hmm. and somebody tells you. I'm, I've been on gay porn. I'm on the interwebs. Like, so if you decide to start a family with this person, you're starting a family with somebody who's been in porn. And then your response is, I'm going to go watch some gay, specifically Not yours, gay, just other, other gay porn. Anything but your gay porn. Anything but your gay porn. I don't know that he would get the message on that one, but I still <laughs> like the effort. This is some real like emotional jujitsu shit, using their own weight against them to like, like counter their moves. I so. love it. I, I like it. it. I almost thought he was going to go down the road of shoot your own. Right. That's porn. what I thought. I, but, I heard it but first. Then he went but in no, no, just watch just other watch. gay porn. Any gay porn but his. But his. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we don't a, know. We don't know. Because hey, we're not there that's, yet. That's a wise sage I advice. I think maybe when Father we're 60, Richard. we'll be like, I get it now. That will make a lot more it sense. It makes more sense in 20 more it's years. Like Confucius. I never understand Confucius. But now, <laughs> when oh, you, you reach his age, you must have watched a more gay porn. <laughs> Makes so much more sense now when I get that in a fortune cookie. <laughs> All right. There's well, no way to top that. There's no way to like continue on. No. I have no other stories that would be anywhere close to to coming competing with that. So right. I think as a return uh, adventure after a six year hiatus on the rebel 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 train, that sounds like a good place to I drop. Think it sounds it like I, a good place to stop. I think uh, looking forward to. Uh, continuing on our adventures in figuring out how to operate in this space and get around our own emotional problems, our own uh, biological limitations and uh, really get more wise in, in how to uh, uh, operate in this space. So we are, and we are taking questions for father Richard. So if you have something that, you know, you're confused about and you need the wisest of the wise to answer, you can, do we have an email? We do. Okay. Let's, you can email us at, uh, good question. <laughs> or you could Facebook us at Facebook us at you yeah. could Facebook us at. We do have a Facebook rabble 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 page. Yes, and it's pretty obvious which one it is. I don't know if there is multiple rabble rabble rabbles. I, I, there probably isn't. That seems like an odd enough one that you wouldn't have to. Ha- you wouldn't be able to like multiply that one. It would uh, have its own. I'm trying to see what if it has a tag. It does. It's facebook.com forward slash rabble 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 eight oh one forward slash. Okay. That'll take you to our rabble 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 page where you can message us with any of your questions, relationship advice, anything, anything you any need. question. Do if you it want, comes in the form of a question. Do you want a recipe for biscuits? Do you right. want uh how to fix your car? Uh who's gonna win the Super Bowl? 
anything that has a question mark at the end, Father Richard will be able to assist in. Right. And if you have any questions for us as well, feel free. Nah, don't even bother. No, 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 no. I just have, Father Richard. Okay. Just Father Richard. I have nothing, nothing to <laughs> add nothing or gain to, to We're not anyone's, the wise. anyone's life experience. We, we also have other, other shows that if you're interested, if you liked this podcast, maybe check out Cars and Cubes. It is another podcast with board games you did not grow up with. Cards and Cubes. Cards and Cubes. Have you ever been, gotten into more board games, like past Monopoly? Like, these I, are designer board games. I did not know that there was this whole world. There's a I, whole underground world. To me, world. it started and stopped. I have Monopoly Life Risk. I didn't know there was anything past that. Right. Check it out because... Uh, you know, I've board gaming is something I've. And when you stop like drinking and you stop going out, <laughs> there's got to be some kind of a social social fill, fill the void, right? And this is actually an incredible like underground little world that you. It's huge. It is bigger than you could ever imagine. And if you're interested in just like figuring out, you know, what that might be or what it's about, take I know a I'm going to tune in because yeah. I, I I I lied when I said I've only ever played. Those three. Right. Recently, I've gotten exposed, based on you guys, to the the alternative world of board games. So, like, something like a secret Hitler. I right. had no idea something like that So, existed. those are, like, some party games. Yeah. And, you know, this podcast is more, it's it's a little bit heavier. Heavier. It's called, like, you know, they play a lot of heavy Euro games. They do play party games, and they talk about a lot of that kind of stuff, too. But, it, they're, I mean, one, it's kind of one of those rabbit holes that once you get into, like, you can get kind of addicted to, like, now I need this, and now I need this, and... It's really fun, and, it, and it's kind of cool to... And it's good for your brain, right? Just to play these things. And we used to play games all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it kind of it goes back to that. Like So in your playing games, how do you get over the crippling, like, I cannot lose? Oh, I That's don't, I don't really I, have that. <laughs> okay, because my competitive nature is so much, I had to, I had to stop playing games. So, so. There, there is something called like board game etiquette, and it's something that you can like practice and you and you get better at as you as you play these games. Because I mean, everybody wants to win, right? Yes. And there has been moments where I have this really awesome move set up, and somebody just crashes it, and it does teach you. you know, the more you play, the more you get over that. So I think it's just a, mo- a matter of like how much you play. Cards you know, and Cubes. Where can we cubes. find that? On iTunes, Spotify, all, I, I'm all, all your sure all, podcast platforms. Yeah, you can just find it. I love it. This is a new venture for you and your your spouse. We're trying to, trying to create the local uh, podcasting yeah. scene and right. get involved. And so check out Cards and Cubes. We are Rabble, Rabble, Rabble. We're going to be coming at you every week with uh, things and such and such and things. And mostly things. And hey, most there's our tagline. <laughs> I like it. Things and such and such and things. Who needs more than that? I don't think Trying so. to come up with some brilliant marketing. And uh, it was there the whole time. It was there the whole time. Should we have a little UK Graham take us out? UK Graham, take us out. I hope you have learned something today. God knows I have. I feel like a new man. I'm going to go out and change the world. And you should too? Question mark? (laughs) I like the question mark.